You know how we talk about all things midlife on the School of Midlife podcast? Well, we're going to talk about midlife relationships today in a slightly different way. At the time this episode drops, we have just wrapped July, and it has been the hottest month on record everywhere. All of us are dealing with a lot of summer heat. So I thought it would be the perfect time to talk about a little heat in the bedroom. Today's episode, we're chatting with Lee Jagger, who is a sexpert, and she's going to talk to you, talk to me, talk to us about having the best sex of our lives without intercourse. So if you've got kids in the car, especially young ones, this might not be the most appropriate episode for them. But for the rest of us, buckle up because this is going to be a good one. Welcome to the School of Midlife podcast. I'm Lori Reynoldson, former award-winning attorney turned high-performance coach for midlife women. I designed this podcast as your go-to place for weekly midlife inspiration, where I'll be sharing inspiring stories, providing step-by-step actionable coaching, and introducing you to some incredible women who are absolutely crushing it at the midlife game. And you'd better believe we'll also be having candid conversations about midlife relationships, career moves, money, menopause, and so much more. So take out your reading glasses and notebooks, my friends, because the School of Midlife is in session. Hey there, welcome back to the School of Midlife podcast. I am so excited about our topic today. I heard, I had the pleasure of hearing Lee speak a while ago, and I knew that this was something I had to bring to the podcast. So without further ado, let me introduce Lee Jagger to you. Lee, why don't, Lee, why don't you tell us what you do? <laughs> I, I love speak. <laughs> <laughs> I love telling people what I do. I help women have the best sex of their lives, especially, you know, p- menopausal, postmenopausal women, people, women who think, oh yeah, my best years are behind me. I help them have the best sex of their lives without intercourse. And I know that's going to throw some people for a loop. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Tell me more about that. So you're saying that we can have the best sex of our lives without intercourse. I'm going to need you to go deeper on that. And here's the other thing is I... I, this is going to be full of intended puns, I am sure, because I can't help myself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's impossible to stay away from them. <laughs> so I, I teach women erotic massage. And so by using nothing more than their hands, they can make their guy see God. Like I have over 69 different techniques and most of which a guy can't even ask for. Like when we think of a guy pleasuring himself, we're thinking pretty well up and down movements. (laughs) And we think that's all there is when it comes to touching a guy's privates. But it's so much more than that. And it's it's not fast and furious. It's not uh, a means to an end. You know, I'm going to do this so we can get him hard so we can, you know, have intercourse and that's it. 
Um, no, it's so much more than that. And it's so much more sensual. And I think of erotic massage as like a slow Sunday drive along the curves of his body and just mm. taking your time and taking in the view and just basking and enjoying. And, and it actually, it puts women in the driver's seat. Like instead of sex being something that we go along with, that's done to us, you know, penetration is the guy coming into us. Like it, we're, it's done to us. Well, sensual massage or erotic massage really puts women in the driver's seat where they get to take control in the bedroom in a really comfortable way. Like if, if you're not used to taking control in the bedroom, then when I mention that, it, women get sweaty. Like it's like, oh, no, I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't want to take control. No, 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 no. But I, I teach women how to do that in a really safe, easy, very baby step kind of way. And, and that lends itself to massive empowerment in the bedroom and out of the bedroom, just in the relationship in general. They learn how to ask for what they want when they start out by giving guys what they can't even imagine. <laughs> so it definitely, it helps the women. Like this, this seems like a, oh, that sounds really great for the guy. <laughs> what do I get out of this? Right, right. But women get a lot out of it. Uh, confidence is the first thing that starts turning around when people start getting into my world. Well, I do want to dive more into that, but let's take a step back first. How did you find, how did you get into erotic massage? <laughs> well, um, I did not go looking for this. I will say that first off, that was, this was the, this is the last thing that I would have imagined me doing. Um, uh, being a sex coach. There's just no, <laughs> I wouldn't have seen that coming. But a few years back, I remember I was lying belly down on my bed and I was counting out the coins in the bottom of my purse and a few bills and all the money from my purse added up to $28 and 23 cents. I'll never forget that number. And that doesn't get you very far. does No. It? And that was, that was more than what I had in my bank account. So yeah, things were a little dire at the time. And as I'm scooping up all the change for my bedspread, my phone rang. And it was this woman who saw my Craigslist ad that I had I'd placed looking for work. And she said, hey, uh, you want to do erotic massage? You can make a ton of cash doing these happy endings. <laughs> what, did your, what did your Craigslist ad? <laughs> right? What were you yeah. advertising on Craigslist? <laughs> yeah, well, I... I I, I I was advertising for Swedish massage, like therapeutic massage. Got it. And she's like, well, we could spice those massages up and make you a whole lot more money. And, and here I am. I did not see this coming. And here I am with my mouth hanging open. And I'm thinking, like, me? Let me tell you a little something, Lori, about my sex life <laughs> up until <laughs> this point in time. I wasn't exactly what you would call a tigress. Like I had a pretty right. low libido. I was starting menopause. So sex was getting kind of uncomfortable, dryness and whatnot. And half the time, my boyfriend couldn't even get it up. And, and I had zero confidence in the bedroom. I, I never initiated all that. 
like, you know, when, you know, when a guy, he like pulls your hand down towards his penis, silently asking you to tickle his pickle. <laughs> yes. I, yes. I'm aware of that. Yeah. I'd be thinking in my head, oh, oh my God. I hope he gets hard fast because then he could just stick it in already. And, you know, because I don't know what to do with my hands. So me doing erotic massage as a job was ridiculous. It was laughable. I was not qualified. I certainly didn't want to do that kind of work, but here I am looking down at the change on my bed. I needed the money, honestly. So I figured I'd just do it a couple weeks just to get ahead. So I took the job. And on that first day, I was determined to be that sexy tigress and pretend to, you know, like be all confident, fake it till you make it kind of thing. So the guys would give me a really big tip because I needed the cash. No pun so, intended. <laughs> you, you, ever, you ever watch the show Seinfeld? Yes. Yeah. You know, the character Elaine? Yes. And her crazy dance moves, yes, you know, know and she 100%. thinks she's... She's so cool. She's busting out some funky moves, but she looks totally awkward. Yeah, that was me, except I was not oblivious to my awkwardness. I was feeling it very deeply, especially the happy ending part. I was just fumbling my way through. I didn't know what to do other than, you know, just up and down. Um, there was no warm up training on a cucumber. No, I was just thrown right in naked man on a table. And at one point during the happy ending, the guy pushed my hand away and he finished himself off. And I'm just standing there silently, awkwardly trying not to fidget, not sure where to look, not sure where to put my oily hands while he's whacking himself off. God, I hated feeling that incompetent. It was horrible. But you I would see. What's that? But you went back the next day. I'm I well, yeah. I mean, I was. I had a, a come to Jesus moment in that moment because I realized in sexy situations, I, I was just used to the guy taking the lead, and me just going along with whatever he wanted to do. I had no creativity in the bedroom. I didn't know how to rock a guy's world other than open up my legs and let him go at it. Like when it came down to it, I had no game. I had no power in the bedroom. And, you know, I could have booked it out of that office with my tail between my legs and never go back. And I seriously considered it. But then at the same time, I got this thought, Lee, it's time for you to put your big girl panties on. Like, dang it, I wanted to be great in bed. I wanted to know how to touch a guy confidently. And I knew in my bones that this job was my opportunity, my practice ground to step into my power. So instead of running back to my comfort zone, I leaned in and I did that work for not for two weeks like I had planned, but for years. And I accumulated, get this, over 2,000 clients, and you do anything 2,000 times, you're going right. to get good at it. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to work nice. out some kinks. <laughs> and so by practicing on all these guys over the years, I discovered about 69 different techniques to touch guys' privates, to bring them to his knees, 
I had a guy come in with ED, a lot of guys actually come in with ED, erectile dysfunction. And I figured out exactly how to knock his socks off. I felt like Beyonce strutting onto her stage and owning it. Yes, and a surprising, girl. yeah, it, it was a total turnaround. Surprising side effect was that sexy time with my boyfriend immediately turned around. Immediately. All of a sudden, I was this wild cat that I had never been. I was always in the mood. Um, first time I gave him an erotic massage, he said, what you doing for the next 50 years? <laughs> like he's looking at me with like heart emojis in his eyes. Like I'm the best thing since pizza and beer and his ED no longer a problem. I totally rocked his freaking world, whether he was hard or not. And actually I rocked my world. Most importantly, I had the best sex of my life without intercourse and I didn't even know that was possible at the time. And we were playing because of his reaction to you after the massage or you just because you had been touching 2000 penises, then all of a sudden you understood what was important for you. Yes. Yes. I had this confidence. Like I knew, I knew what to do to blow a guy away. There was no more of this, um, you know, Oh, I hope I'm doing it right. I hope he likes this. Does he like it? He's squirming a little bit. I don't know, but he's not saying anything. Like there was no chatter in my brain. I'm literally strutting into the bedroom thinking in my brain, oh boy, you have no idea what's coming your way. I'm, you're going to, you're going to want to put a ring on it. Like it's, you're going to want to lock this down because I'm going to be the best thing that you've ever had between the sheets. That was my confidence level, complete 180 from what it was before. And at some point, my girlfriends are starting to notice I'm changing personally and the sparks flying between me and my boyfriend which hadn't been flying for a while and we're like lee what you doing <laughs> like they wanted me to give them tips for their boring sexless marriages and i kid you not some marriages were saved because of some of my tips and so helping my friends on the one hand have a happier relationship or getting guys off in my office on the other hand yeah. Helping my friends way more gratifying than being at the office with those strange guys. So after honing my skills on over 2000 penises, that's it. I was done. I, I stopped working with the men and I, I've been teaching women everything I've learned ever since. I I'm, I'm interested um, because I think a lot of women in particular, you know, we were raised with this got to be a good girl kind of, you know, not necessarily submissive, but where men use their sexual partner number as sort of a badge of honor when women do it, you know, we're not, it should be very low or it should be one or two. Did you have any troubles convincing women that this was a role that they should take in the bedroom? Or, I mean, do you, do you work on any mindset shifts there for them to step into that inner tigress? hundred percent. Yes. Women, when they first come see me, they're very tentative. They're very hesitant because there's this all that, like you said, all this old conditioning that they've been brought up, all the media. Like if we're, if we're all 
crazy in the bedroom, we're a slut. We're, we're loose. We're, um, promisc promiscuous. Like it, it's, we, it, this heavy connotation is laid on our shoulders when we're rocking the bedroom. So yeah, there's a little hesitancy until they realize like I have a coaching a coaching program and it's group coaching. So they yeah. very quickly see other women talk a, very confidently about their experiences. So as soon as they get a whiff of what's really happening, like it, women's confidence is increasing. They actually know how to say the things that they're thinking in their brain. So when they're in bed, and they're thinking, oh, God, I've told him I don't really like that when he does that. But it stays in their brain. They don't say it out loud. They don't know how to say the words in a way that it's actually going to move the needle. It's actually going to be effective communication. So once women get a, a, a handle on what this is really about, it's not really about the guys, honestly. Like it's that's a happy side effect. But this is all about women stepping into their power and getting what they want in the bedroom. It's not about being a floozy. It's about stepping into your own power and having a voice in your relationship. And if you can ask for what you want in the bedroom, oh my gosh, you can ask like you, the rest of your relationship. It's a domino effect. It just all falls into place because then you can ask for what you want in the kitchen, in the boardroom with your boss. You can ask for that raise because now you're a confident woman. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a big domino effect and it's all about reconditioning what it's like to be in charge of your own sex life and to figure out what you want. A lot of women don't even know what to ask for until Absolutely they start not. going down this I mean path. Because a lot of them have been married 20, 30 years. They coupled up with a partner in sometimes high school or college. And, you know, it's not like we had any sort of real sex education. I mean, you yeah. Know, if you think back to high school, you know, or junior high or whenever, it was, we learned about menstruation. And we learned about biology, but really nothing how it went together or anything that had to do with, you know, intimacy comes a lot from the brain, not necessarily from the physical aspect of it. And so I, I'm just so fascinated by the work that you're doing. And I think it's doing such a great service for midlife women in particular, because we didn't grow up with these skills and it, so do you ever have women who have been in these long-term relationships all of a sudden, you know, they don't, they don't tell their spouse or their long-term partner that, you know, I'm, I'm working with Lee. And then all of a sudden they're, they're, the guy's like, what's going on here? Who, who are you? Um, are you having an affair? What happened? Are, <laughs> anything like that ever come up? Yes. Yes. Most of the women I work with are in their forties, fifties, sixties. And, um, you know, they've been married for 20, 30 years and, uh, and, or longer, and they haven't been intimate in 15 years or what, like, yeah, like really drastic situation turnarounds. Because when, when a woman starts this, like <laughs> the, the guy's not going to see this coming because right. she's going to walk into the bedroom and she's going to say, okay, honey, lay down on the bed, get naked. 
and your face up, you put your hands behind your head and you just take all this that I'm going to shovel on you, like all this love. And, and he's, he's told, yes, he's totally blown away. And he's like, what the hell is just happening right, right now? But the thing is, guys are dying for this. And this very, very, very quickly looks like an antidote for a struggling marriage or a so-so, you know, boring, same old routine marriage. Um, so the guys, like, no, the guys have never, ever said, are you cheating? It's sort of like, thank God you've been picking up my hints. Thank God you're giving me this affection that I have never felt in my life. I can't tell you how many women who've done this and the first time they do just a couple techniques, like I had over 69, but you, you put three techniques on, um, you do three techniques on your guy and it'll make them cry. Hmm. Like it, guys have openly wept because they've never been touched with that much care and compassion and affection without, and I tell women when they first do this, do not let your guy touch you. Do not expect him to reciprocate. Like just let him receive your touch and this degree of love, which he's probably never felt before. And men will weep. I'm telling you, it's powerful yeah. because they've, they're always used to being the giver. They're always used to being the initiator that I'm trying to get some all the time. And, and she's putting up a wall and she's blocking me. And all of a sudden she's giving me what I want to a degree that I have never even experienced or imagined in my life. Oh my God. Yeah. No, he's, he's not questioning her or suspicious. He's just thanking God. <laughs> well, and I would assume too, I mean, that's almost a badge of masculinity or manhood, right? Is, is to be the provider and the giver. Um, so I can imagine that there are some probably wondering, like, you want me to just lie down here with my hands behind my head? <laughs> right. Yeah. And you would think that that would be very emasculating, but it's actually not. Um, because the guy will want to reciprocate in a manly way in all sorts of ways, like in the bedroom, like sh she's going to get thrown down on the bed and he's going to like treat her like a goddess yeah. or he's going to make her dinner or he's going to buy her a, a new iPhone or he's going to fix that fence that's been creaky that he has been putting off for six months. like. And I'm giving you real life examples. These are examples that, that my clients tell me. Like he did the dishes. He's never done the dishes. You know, like he, he will want to step up and, you know, maintain that manly. I'm, I, I, he can't be outdone. Yeah, <laughs> so was, we benefit. Uh, and I was wondering because, you know, so many of our listeners are these midlife women who are accustomed to taking care of everything for everyone else in their life, whether it's making sure that the lacrosse uniform is washed and dried before the game for their kids, or the dinner reservations are made for their mother-in-law's birthday or something with work. So 
you know, I, one of the things I, I was wondering about is, so what's in it for the women who are just thinking, God, I've been doing this for everybody else in my life and I'm so tired and can't we just go to bed? But it <laughs> sounds like, you know, and when I say go to bed, like go to sleep and we can deal with this in three weeks when we're on schedule to do this again or whatever. Right. Um, but it sounds like that there is, there's definitely something more in it for the women by giving to their partner, they're yeah. able to, I mean, not only ratchet up the intimacy in the relationship, but then also change their mindset about how they're showing up in all sorts of different relationships in their life. Yes. They're listening right now. Aren't really going to get it until it actually happens. And they're like, oh, okay, now I get it, but I'll give you the words. So, um, so I had mentioned before confidence and confidence seems like a cliche kind of term until you are. And then it's just, it's just who you become, like be able to, the confidence to ask for what you want, the confidence to say, you know, honey, that thing that you always do, can we talk about that? You know, like to be able to bring up conversations in a very non, um, non-defensive kind of way, non-fighting evoking kind of way. Um, the, it gives women a lot of communication skills in their relationship for sure. And the confidence to start those, those conversations. Um, also like there's a lot of women in midlife who are starting over. Like they're getting the mm. divorce or their hubby has passed away and they're re-entering this dating world that is completely different than the last time that they dated. Yeah. And so, so for a woman to be able to walk into a first date situation, not having the mind chatter of, okay, is he going to like me? Oh, I hope he likes me. Is he going to call me? I don't, I don't know if this conversation is going all that well. Like I, like oh, hopefully, hopefully I get a call back or like there's none of that chatter. She's walking in thinking to herself, this guy doesn't know it right now, but he just won the lottery by having a first date with me. And he's going to be the luckiest guy on the planet if I accept a second date from him. And I don't have to, do I want a second date from this guy? Are my magic hands um, going to be wasted on this guy? Or is, is he worthy of me? Oh my gosh. I don't know many women who walk into a date <laughs> thinking those thoughts. It's always, oh, I hope he likes me. This guy's really hot. Oh, I really like him. I hope he likes me. Like, no, 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 no. You are a goddess. You're a queen. And so to give women at this phase of their life, that super um, level of confidence, <gasps> that's priceless. That's priceless. And, and I had one, I had one guy say to me, like a, a man in my uh, office who I, he was one of my clients. And I told him that I was retiring and I was going to be teaching women to do these things for their guy at home. And he looked at me and his jaw dropped, dropped open and his eyes just got really big. And he said, oh my gosh, Lee, if women did this for their guy at home, he would swim oceans for her. Oh. Oceans. Yeah. Like the things that your guy will do for you, if you will do this one little thing for him, 
That actually is fun for you, by the way. This isn't obligatory at all. You're actually having probably almost as much fun as him. <laughs> Believe it or not. It's so, it is so good to feel that powerful in the bedroom to do this and make him do that in response and go, yeah, I caused that. <laughs> I rocked his world. Like you have all the power. So that is very intoxicating. Women, Women get, I think, more out of this than men. Men get the physical pleasure and the the knowledge that he is fully 100% loved and admired and respected and adored through your touch. That's what he's going to interpret it as. But ladies, you get way more, <laughs> way more out of it. I love that. And, you know, I earlier you were talking about taking control and empowerment and I definitely think that if you can ask for what you want in such an intimate setting, then you're going to be able to ask for what you want in all sorts of settings. I mean, I think that the kind of go-to response for women is fine. I'm fine. <laughs> right? Which right. In, in all sorts of areas, not just in the bedroom, but um, it seems like definitely a skill that, or not necessarily a skill, but a way of being and a way of showing up in your life that will have amazing ripple effects, not only in your personal relationship and your romantic relationship, but in all areas of your life. Yeah. And honestly, like the, when, when you said fine, like, oh, I'm fine. And there's so many ladies in relationships right now where the relationship is just fine and you know the old saying life is life is too short well i think life is too darn long for a crappy or a fine sex life like unless you unless you want to be roommates and that's not why you got married so i don't believe anybody who says yeah i just want i'm cool with being roommates i really don't believe that you didn't get married to be roommates with this guy roommates is something that you're settling for to make a crappy situation bearable yes i get that and you're doing the best that you can of course you are that's that's the best that you the best scenario that you can imagine right now is just amicably getting along as mostly roommates. But life's too darn long to live without passion, you know, to live without giddy laughter in the bedroom or out of the bedroom. Yeah. It, it's just life is too long to live in mediocrity, especially with your life partner. I 100% agree. Um, the Up until this episode, the number one downloaded episode for the School of Midlife deals with gray divorce and why midlife women have affairs. Um, mm -hmm. And it's most of the time, you know, they're, they're in these very loving relationships. They love their partner. Yep. They just, they have affairs because they want to feel something different than what they have always felt, particularly in the bedroom. So I think that this is an interesting antidote and maybe something that they, they should try or if they want to save the relationship and the reason that they're going outside of the marriage is for like the physical piece of it or the intimacy, this definitely seems like an antidote to the doldrums and the, the settling. Uh, for for sure. Yes. Um, and that sounds self-serving, but that's the reason why I do this, because it actually works. 
And also guys, same thing. I mean, most of my clients, my guy clients were with somebody. They had a significant other. Far majority of the guys were either engaged or had a girlfriend or a wife. And in almost every case, they loved their wife or whoever. They didn't want to break up for sure. But they just weren't getting something physically at home that they needed. And guys, typically, generally speaking, um, they, they need this sexual, uh, attention like they need water. Mm. Just, just like women, we need physical affection. We need to feel safe and secure. And we need all those things too. And men, I think maybe even more so. And, and, we don't we don't hear them asking for it other than it seems like they're a horn dog oh he just he just wants to have sex and there there's no you know they don't understand that we need more than just the physical we need other things too but guys really need that physical there there's a reason why their privates are called their manhood men <laughs> identify so heavily with their genitals so ladies if you are not touching his genitals if your vagina is rarely but but on those odd ca- rare cases when you are actually having sex, it's only your vagina that is touching his penis. That is a really lonely place for a man. Like um, (laughs) Mother Teresa, believe it or not, taught us a little bit about this. (laughs) She She said, tell tell me, right? (laughs) Mother (laughs) Teresa, uh, she, uh, she has this quote. She said, the most terrible poverty is loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted. And when a man doesn't get his penis touched, that's a very lonely place for a man to be. And he feels very unwanted. If you don't want his penis, it feels to him that you don't want him. He takes that very generally and personally. So, um, so Yes, men, men need this touch and it is so healing. And when get, when men feel filled up in this way, it is amazing what he will do for you in the bedroom. And he will, you know, you're, you're going to school. You're learning a few techniques here. You wouldn't believe the amount of men who are willing to reciprocate and get that book that you recommended that teaches him how to pleasure you better now. Mm-hmm. Like he'll actually, he he doesn't want to be outdone in the bedroom. So yeah, he's right. going to want to reciprocate and he's going to want to get back to that sweet spot that you've just, um, t- you know, treated him to. So <laughs> yeah, he's going to treat you to some fireworks. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to make you not ever think of cheating on him because you're getting filled up at home too. Here here's a hot take for you. I um I, I feel like most people in committed relationships feel like everyone else is having way more sex than they are. <laughs> What's your take on that? Yeah, because we <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what it seems like. And in Hollywood has brainwashed it, us into thinking certain things about relationships and how they should look. Social media 
you know, there's the, the happy hubby picture and, you know, the family shots and everyone's happy and everyone's having a great life. And, and we assume that's a great love life as well, because when they're, you know, when they come over for that little get together, they're, the, they're a little bit more affectionate there than they're at home or, the, you know, people bring out the best of the best version of their relationship when eyes are on them. And sex is is such a taboo subject that we don't really open up and be vulnerable about what's actually going on. Um, we don't want to air our dirty laundry. So we let the world believe and our relatives and everybody else mm -hmm. that um, everything's great. Oh, we're Tom and I were better than ever. And you assume, oh, okay, then if things are better than ever, then you're assuming that they have a better than ever sex life. And that is in most cases, not the case. It's a lie. It's a, it's a facade to keep a very uncomfortable truth from surfacing because no one really wants to look that truth dead in the eye and have a very raw and real conversation about it. Because in their brains, they're thinking, there's nothing I can do with this. That I'm, I'm not going to split our family up. I'm not going to get a divorce. It would, I can't afford a divorce anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to tuck my head down, sweep this stuff under the rug and just, you know, maintain that comfortable roommate situation and not ruffle any feathers and not bring it up to family because we don't want to get into this. We're just maintaining all that I can handle. This is all I can handle. And, and if, if we let the, 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 um, doors open to this, I can't handle that. I can't, you know, I can't come back from that. It's, you got to stay comfortably numb in order to maintain a, a numbed out relationship. Like, so it's, it's a survival mechanism, I think that we do that, but we don't realize that we're giving everybody in the pre the impression that their sex life, which sucks, is the exception. And it's not, it's the norm, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and I, I think it's ironic too, that most of the time <clears throat> women would it, they're more accustomed or they feel more comfortable with kind of a cut and run mentality, which is, you know, I'm not going to settle anymore. I, this isn't working for me anymore. It's my dog, I think. <laughs> um, and instead of trying to nurture the relationship, they, they just go on to the next. Um, so I, I really feel like what you are offering here is it could be very life-changing for so many so many people yeah and the thing is if people cut and run yes that's a viable op uh, option sure however with the next guy there you are and you have a part to play in what went down in that last failed relationship so so even, even if I tell my ladies, this, my clients, I say, okay, yeah, if you think that next year when your kids go off to college, you're going to get a divorce. Okay. Fine. I'm not going to talk you out of it. However, use your current guy as practice ground to heal you, to fix you and whatever part that you're playing in this horrible, um, situation that you're in. 
because it always takes two people like you're feeding off each other here. And guess what happens? They end up healing that relationship and they don't get that divorce because now they are having a better time with their guy than when they first met. Like it's better than ever. So I give ladies the opportunity to cut and run, but I'm like, no, no, no. But first, let's just work on you. Use your guy as the the crash test dummy <laughs> to <laughs> practice on. You know, you, you're going to practice your skills on this guy and then you can cut and run. And she never wants to cut and run then. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got so much history together. There was a reason that you got together to begin with. So it does seem like if, if you can... I would say fix this little problem. And of course it's not a little problem, but it, you know, if, if she already feels safe with this person, it's yeah. like I said, there, there's plenty of history. So if they can just get over this hurdle together, um, it, it seems like certainly it's financially better. And, and, and Lee and I are not saying if you are in a terrible relationship, stay in a terrible relationship, but for those of you that want to spice it up a little bit and maybe take it to another level that you haven't had for a while, that's what we're talking about here. Yes. Thank you for that little caveat. I appreciate that. Um, if, and I'm the first one to say, Hey, so if this guy is abusing you in any way, cut and run, get, get out. And, um, yeah, that, that's an exception to my rule is get out of there if, if he's abusive. Um, but like I had this one, I had this one lady, oh my gosh, when I first started teaching this to women, um, this lady emailed me and she said, she outlined her whole relationship, big, long email. And basically at the end of it, it she was asking for help. She couldn't stand the air that this guy breathed. He didn't even have to say a word. He'd walk in the room and she was instantly in a bad mood. Those are her words. And she, and she went into detail and I responded instead of like, oh yeah, I got this course you can buy and I can help you. No, I actually said to her, have you considered a divorce? Because this feels like it's, there's too much water under the bridge. Like She'd been married for, I don't know, 25, 30 years, like a long time. And it had been bad for most of that. Mm -hmm. And she just, it, it was bad. And, and so, so I kind of sloughed her off. I'm like, I don't, I don't think I can help you. But she joined one of my three day challenges or something and she was determined. So she ended up signing up. And later I found out that she was the one who sent me that email. And she completely turned things around. She like, they were, they were laughing together. Like before she wouldn't even bring him out for dinner because there'd be a scene, there'd be a fight. Like they didn't go anywhere in public together. They were actually taking their kids out together, out to restaurants. Like it was ridiculous how she was able to turn that around. So kudos to Sonia. She was amazing. Um, but you know, if it's an abusive situation, cut and run, but, but it can be pretty bad and you can still turn it around if you actually want to, for sure. So let's, let's talk about that because I think we all would love to have a, a better connection and, you know, that confidence and the empowerment and, um, also have great sex. I mean, I, who doesn't want that? So I guess, um, you, you've, you've talked 
how can people work with you? You said that you've got a course, you've got challenges, but then I kind of walk me through what that looks like, because I, I mean, I think the last thing that any of us want to do is have somebody else in the car and we're listening to a course or something. And it sounds like, you know, some trashy romantic novel, or we happen to be on our computer at home in the dark in our office. And it looks like we're watching YouTube or porn videos, or, I mean, how does one work with a sex coach? Right. Yes. It, and that that's a big concern. A, a lot of people are very concerned that my stuff is going to look like porn. Um, I mean, wow, there's a place for wow, porn. Wow. If, if you're into porn, yeah, wow, chicka, wow, wow. Uh, if you're into porn, I'm not dissing you at all. I'm just saying that's entertainment. That's not education. And so I actually am very, very um, almost clinical with how I teach what I teach because I want to be on the opposite spectrum of porn and be taken seriously and as an educator. And so, yeah, I'm fully dressed. I'm not lingerie or anything. I'm, I am demonstrating techniques on a naked man's body because I mean, it'd be ridiculous if I was trying to describe on a cucumber or whatever, you know? So but I'm actually... And, or like, um, what was it? Uh, joy of sex that had pictures drawn in it. So I, I, it actually makes sense that you would be doing this with an actual human. Yes. And, and it's educational. And, and it's like you said, we, we don't have this educational background. This is not taught to us in any kind of, uh, formal school setting. So it's about time this happened to take away some of the taboo. So, you had mentioned courses and challenges. I've done those in the past and I found that what really um, moves the, the needle for women is coaching, like actually being able to talk with me and with other ladies and getting their perspective on what's working for them and being inspired by other ladies' successes and all that. So I created a membership and I put all of my courses and all the challenges and all the information into one monthly membership. And, uh, and so every month there's new techniques and we get on, uh, group coaching calls every week and, and we, we have some girl talk and a lot of the ladies, they're like, you know, this is the only place where I can go and actually talk about this stuff. Like, I can't talk about this with my mom or my friends or my aunt or like, this is the only place I can actually open up and be, be vulnerable and know that I'm fully supported and encouraged and and I'm getting some expert advice on what to do with my situation. And so I don't do any of the courses anymore. I just do the monthly membership and I have women join me on the calls and there's there is there are online videos like you can learn all the techniques online. I don't I don't really demonstrate a lot in the the coaching calls, although I've I do have a dildo that I keep close by because people are like, OK, so when you do maple sugar or maple syrup, I can't really get my fingers around that direction. Like, how do you how how can I do this? Blah, blah, blah. blah. So I do have I do pull out a little dildo to clarify certain things for women um, if they have questions about the techniques. But uh, all the training is online so they can watch it on their own time, you know, when the kids aren't around or or whatever. Um, yeah. And actually I have I have ladies tuning in from work with their head, earbuds in the front of the coaching calls. It's awesome. 
<laughs> I so two things that are coming to mind right now. Um, one, you mentioned maple syrup. So, is the, do you actually use? I I no. don't know. Talk yes. to me about that. <laughs> so sorry for the confusion. Yeah. So I name I name all the techniques after food. Because oh, okay. I'm a foodie and okay. it makes it easier to, instead of, oh, that thing where you take your index finger and you circle it around the corona of his penis, da, da, I just say, okay, that's onion ring or that is orange juice or that's Got guacamole it. or whatever. And so it's so much easier for women to remember the techniques so that when they actually get into the bedroom, they're like, okay, I'm going to do guacamole, butter and pancake. All right. Got it. And, and, and it's easier to remember. <laughs> And when you said headphones or AirPods, I'm imagining that uh, scene from American Pie where the the guys got the book under the bed. Do you I don't know that scene. I don't think I don't oh, think I. It's well, been too long since I saw it, so I can't remember. He's, but he's yeah. he's trying to do oral sex on his girlfriend, right? And, but he's like reading about it. He's got this special tongue situation that that's in the book, and I can't remember what the book's called. But I could just imagine. You know, maybe not, but somebody's got their AirPods in the, their, their guys laying back with his hands behind his head. And she's kind of listening to an instructional video and. Yeah. You know, you, you know, Lori, you are not too far off the mark there because I, one of the videos that I, well, a couple of the videos. So I. I put all these techniques together into what I call a quickie. So I'll take like four or five techniques. I'll teach them individually, step by step. This is how you do them all. And then in a separate training, I'll put them together in a quickie. So it's this choreographed, you don't have to be creative with it and figure out, okay, so what do I do next? How do I, how do I put these things together? I show you. And women will actually plug in their earbuds and follow along with their their phone set off to the side and their guy has like a cloth over his eyes because I tell ladies especially in the beginning so that he's not looking at you and you don't feel you know on a stage when you're trying these things out for the first time put a cloth over his eyes and say oh I'm just going to give you a spa experience and little sensory deprivation so that you're just focused on what my hands are doing to your body and so she can consult this this um tutorial <laughs> or at, i say you could write a few names down on a cue card or something and put it off on the side table so that you can glance over and and refresh your memory of what you're doing and and they and so it's like <laughs> The ladies sometimes say, yeah, we had a threesome with you last night, Lee, <laughs> because <laughs> it's like I was in the room. Okay, so do this with your thumb and da 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 da, very step by step. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yes, it's it's like midlife American pie kind of. Um, so question, is it just hand techniques or are there mouth techniques? Does it go into intercourse or is it do is it all hand? Great question. I, it, I teach only hands. Okay. So there's things that, yeah, that you can, it, and it gets quite, it's, uh, it, it, <laughs> I don't even know how to say this in a way that doesn't make it sound overwhelming. It's complicated. Like there's a lot of things that your hands can do that your vagina cannot do, that your well, mouth can't do. Like learning, um, 
chord progression on the guitar, right? Where you have to. It's kind of like that. Yeah. And there is a progression where there, you know, month one is pretty easy. Anybody can do it. If you're a virgin and you've never even seen a guy's penis, you can do these techniques. And then month two is a little bit trickier. Month three, a little bit more complicated. And so it, there is a progression. You're using only your hands, but just two weeks ago in a coaching call, one of the ladies said, so I don't mind doing oral. And so I was wondering how, how can I do this with my tongue? Like how, how can I incorporate? And I'm like, okay, so that thing you do with your left thumb while your right hand is doing this thing with his balls. Okay. Do that left thumb thing with your tongue. And so there's ways <laughs> yes, I teach only hands. However, if you were to take one of your hands and make your tongue do that or your lips do that or whatever, then, oh yeah. Last night, one of my girls, Carrie, she said, yeah, so my guy, he's flaccid and we were having intercourse and he couldn't maintain an erection. So I was on top. So I just basically, that thing that I do with orange juice with the palm of my hand, I... I did that with my vagina. His penis, the head of his penis was outside of my body and I did orange juice with my vagina and it made him come so hard. <laughs> so, so yes, there's, there's ways to modify what I teach, but I only teach hands. Okay. Yes. Which I, for me was an awesome survival technique because at the time that I came up with all of these, I, I did not want to do oral. Yeah. I, that wasn't my happy place at the time. So only hands. Yeah, that that was that was a survival technique for me. <laughs> and and you mentioned um, your client's partner, flaccid penis. I would assume that there are certain issues that midlife couples have that maybe are more um, prevalent in midlife couples. I mean, I, we, we've talked about erectile dysfunction. Could you go into a little bit about um, the woman during menopause and why maybe she doesn't want to have sex right now or ever? Right. Yeah. And that's why the roommate situation is just fine with most women because it's like I the it's not comfortable anymore. Yeah. It's downright painful sometimes. So there when a woman is going through perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause, all the, all the menopauses, <laughs> yes. then, then there is a change in body chemistry and your vagina goes through a lot of changes. Your the, all that, the whole area down there is different. So you get dryness down there. You're not lubricating as much as you used to. The lining is thinner. So there, there can be tearing actually during intercourse. So it's, and a lot of women, they're, oh God, love them. They're doing the best that they can. They're getting creams, they're getting lubes, they're taking hormone replacement therapies and different medication that medications that have different side effects and, and it doesn't always work. And so instead of trying to fix the problem, I help women work with the problem. Like, okay, let's let this not be a problem. It's not an issue. You can rock a guy's world so he will never miss penetration ever because your hands are doing stuff that feel better 
than penetration. And guys have told me that. They're like, oh yeah, I used to think that, you know, intercourse, that's the pinnacle. That's where all roads lead. That's what all men want is that's the home plate right there. No, there are things that she can do with her hands that feel better than what your vagina can do. And so for a, from a man's point of view, he's not nagging um, his wife anymore because he is, he's going to around the rings of Saturn with just her hands. So she's not, she's not getting that, that, pressure to let him have his way and and the whole obligatory sex out the window that goes away permanently and if he wants to do something orally on her so that you know there is no penetration but she is getting her satisfaction oh yeah there are resources i can point out that really fit the bill (laughs) i don't teach those i don't teach men um the women's parts I just focus on the men's parts, but I do have resources that ladies can pass on to their guys. Excellent. Um, This all sounds like it takes a lot of time. (laughs) I mean, we've got, you mentioned orange juice and maple syrup and pancake and 69 other fruits and vegetables and and food. (laughs) So for the woman who is like, man, I've done, all I want to do is go to sleep. Um, I can tell that he's turned on. Do you teach some techniques to, so that we can have that, that great moment and then we can just go to sleep. Right. Cause that's what we want. Like, can I just roll over and go to, I got to get up in the morning. I got a million things on my to-do list. I had a long day. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. You, I, I can, I can show you how to make you guys see God in five minutes. Max. You hear that, ladies? So it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out situation, and you can still get your sleep. Everybody's happy. Yes, and the learning of these techniques, like, I can teach you how to do those things that you're going to do in five minutes. I can teach you that in less than 10 minutes, and that includes you practicing on maybe a dildo or something. Like, it takes only a few minutes, and just a couple techniques. Yes, I can show you 69 different techniques, but you really only need like three to start and he's going to be blown away and go, Oh my God, that's amazing. And then you can say, yeah, I know 69. And that was three. And (laughs) that's actually what one of my clients said a couple of weeks ago when she went out on a date was she just blew a guy away for the very first time. And she, she said that to him. He, he's like, oh my God, I can't even, like, you're taking a course to learn a bunch of things. Wow. She goes, yeah, I know 69. I'm like, she didn't know all 69. Yeah. She knew four, but she, she knew there were 69 to learn. So she said to him, yeah, I know 69 different techniques. And that was four. <laughs> and his jaw hit, hit the ground because he was just blown away. But to learn those three or four techniques to just start, yeah, it takes you like five or 10 minutes to learn those and then a few minutes to execute them and your guy's on a sex high for days. So yeah, it doesn't take long to do it or to learn it, actually. It's very, very simple. Very, uh, this isn't rocket science here. <laughs> right. Um, I When we were talking before, you mentioned on your website, you have... 
one tip or something that folks can talk to me about that? Yeah. So for ladies who want to just dip their toes in the water, because they're like, I don't don't know about this. (laughs) This could be really raunchy. Who knows? Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I have a free technique that ladies can check out and they just go to rockthebedroom.com. And um, and it's called powdered sugar, the free technique. It will drive him wild. And it's super simple. In fact, most women, they'll watch it. And they'd be like, no, that, that's not going to do anything. But if they do it, oh, it'll do something. <laughs> and the thing, the guy can do that on her too. Like it's not penis specific. Uh, he can easily modify that technique for her body. So it's, it's, it's a twofer. <laughs> so that's good. Um, and then t- talk a little bit more about the monthly membership. Do you what does that look like? You have weekly calls, you've got daily calls, you've got one, a call once a month. Yeah. There's try out a new technique. Yeah. Every month there are a bunch of new techniques that, that get dropped into your library. So it's sort of like, you know, if you were learning how to uh, be a better cook and you get new recipes every month (laughs) to try out, it's kind of like that only it's, it's uh, erotic massage techniques. And those get dropped every month. And then uh, four four weeks of every month. So sometimes there's five weeks, but four times a month, there is a weekly call where you can come on uh, Zoom with me and a bunch of other ladies in the program and um, learn from what everybody's doing. And the, you know, oh, I had this challenge with this. What do you, what do I do to get out of that challenge? Or you know, I haven't touched my husband in 20 years. I'm not sure how to start this. Help me. Um, you know, you, you learn from the other ladies and myself and those calls, but that's basically it. The, you need an internet connection to learn all the techniques every month. Um, and then join us on zoom (laughs) and, and new goodies every month. It's, it's so good. And, and if women want to check that out and get all the details of what that's like, um, the website for that is rockthebedroom.com slash membership. And all the details are there. Great. And we will definitely will link all of the places that you can find Lee because she hangs out in all sorts of social media areas. Um, we'll do a um, link, drop a, a clickable link in the show notes for her website. And I think you are offering a monthly membership for a discount, sorry, on the monthly membership for School of Midlife listeners. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. So if uh, if they want to sign up for the membership to try it out, um, I mean, you can cancel anytime. It's monthly membership. But if they want to try out the first month and get 10% off, uh, I created a special coupon code for your listeners. And it's Lori10, Lori10. And you just throw that in the um, coupon code box at checkout and get 10% off of their first month. Excellent. So we'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, Before we go to the two questions that I ask all of our guests, is there anything else that you want to talk about as, as it relates to either the course or what midlife women should be doing sexually in in the bedroom, anything else that, that we haven't talked about? I 
just would really love for women to know that um, this isn't about rocking your guy's world, although you will. This is about rocking your own world mm. and taking control of your own happiness, your own sexual satisfaction, your your own life. And so when I when I'm talking about rocking the guy's world, that really is just a side effect. This is really about you ladies becoming so empowered and just deliriously happy in your relationships. Yeah. And who doesn't want to be deliriously happy in all right? parts of their life, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so much, I mean, if it starts at home, it's just going to have this ripple effect everywhere else because we spend a lot of time at home and we spend a lot of mental energy at home as well. So mm -hmm. um, might as well make it as good a place to be as possible. 100%. So let me ask you a couple questions that we ask all of our guests. Um, if you could go back knowing everything, you know, uh, with all of your life experience, what would you tell your 30 year old self? What advice would you give her? Girl, you don't have to settle for the stuff that you think you need to settle for. You really don't. You know, like that thing that you think you need to do in order to get that thing that you want. And you're, you're, you know, not white knuckling it because the reward is, is big on the other side. The joy is in the journey. It's not about the reward. So if you're not enjoying the journey, if you're settling for white knuckling it out in order to get to some finish line and reward, you're going to be really disappointed, girl. So just let that stuff go. Find right. the fun path. There is no path to happiness. Lao Tzu said, happiness is the path. I would have told myself that at 30. Yeah. And I think that that applies not only in the bedroom, right? But across the board. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, and then finally, what have you loved most about being midlife? being a midlife woman. Oh, not caring what other people think. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Just letting go of um, taking on other people's expectations and assumptions. And this is how it's supposed to be. And this is how I'm supposed to look. And this is how my body is supposed to to look like and not just letting all that go and going, I'm doing the best that I can with the, the skills that I have and the situation I'm in. I'm doing the best that I can and I'm rocking it in my own brain. And nobody else has to actually agree with me on that. I love that about midlife. I love that too. I think that that is a perfect note to end on. Thank you so much for being here, Lee. I really enjoyed this conversation and I know our listeners will as well. Been such a pleasure. Thank you so much, Lori. I have a question for you. When was the last time you spent a day focused completely on yourself? Away from the daily grind, the constant ding of text messages, the never-ending question, what's for dinner tonight? What about a weekend away? 
And before you start thinking that sounds a little too indulgent, let me remind you that you can't take care of everyone else in your life if you don't take care of yourself first. I am thrilled to personally invite you to join me at the Best Life Reset Retreat, October 12th through the 15th. Four days in world-famous Sun Valley, Idaho, with more than 10 hours of group coaching to figure out what you actually want in life, how you define success, and lay a groundwork for you to create a life that not only makes you happy, but also makes you feel personally fulfilled. There will be incredible group activities like happy hour paint and sips, walks, hikes, a private yoga class, your choice of spa appointments at an award-winning spa, luxury accommodations, gourmet meals, premium drinks, and the best gift bag you have ever seen. I'm telling you, this will be one of the best weekends of your life. To keep the retreat intimate, there are only 12 spots available, and when they're gone, they're gone. So go right now, click the link in the show notes to grab your spot. See you in Sun Valley.